The scripture reading this morning is Matthew 22, verses 15 through 22. And um, if you want to follow along in the Pew Bible, it's on page 857. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. May God bless the reading of his word. The question before us, if we haven't figured it out by now, is what do we owe Caesar? And what indeed do we give to the Lord? The setting was uh, one that we're familiar with. Jesus had arrived in town on Palm Sunday and throughout the course of the week took a little tour through the temple and uh, decided he didn't like what he saw there. And the next thing you know, why he had whip, uh, woven together a whip and he kicked over the, the uh, money changers' desks and and drove them out of the out of the uh, out of the temple, saying, "You've made it a den of thieves." Well, when you mess around with the money, whether this culture or that, you're in a lot of trouble. And somebody decided, more than likely the chief priest, this clown has got to go. He's causing too much trouble when he was just out there preaching to his Galilean rabble. That was okay. But now when he comes meddling with the finances of the temple, he's got to go. And so they pick out from their number, uh, the Pharisees do, uh, a number of zealots. One of which I would assume was uh, our good friend, uh, Oh, you know, the, 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 the guy that betrayed Jesus. Yeah. And they also enlisted the help of the Herodians. Now, the Herodians were largely the family of Herod the Great. And Herod the Great uh, was not a Jew. He was an imposter. He was from one of the desert tribes out to the west of, uh, or rather to the east of, of Israel. But he maintained his power by currying favor with uh, the Romans. And we know about Anthony and Cleopatra and all that kind of thing. And, and Herod the Great was swinging along right with all the best of them. And so the people didn't care at all, the Jewish people didn't care at all for the uh, the, these Herodians. But 
The chief priests enlisted these zealots and Herodians, those who quite frankly hated each other's guts, and asked them to confront Jesus on this matter of taxes to Caesar. And let's see if we can't get him trapped and good on the horns of a dilemma and uh, get rid of him. Uh, if you look at the, uh, uh, the whole account of, of all those Holy Week activities, you find that uh, these old Jews were pretty good to, to uh, get other people uh, to do their dirty work. And uh, so when they got to Jesus, they posed this question. Is it lawful to give to Jesus, uh, to give uh, to ta our taxes to Caesar? Yes or no? Yes or no? It's one of those kinds of questions like, have you stopped beating your wife? Yes or no? Well, Jesus said to him, you know, you are a bunch of sneaky, conniving, low-down floor-flushing. Well, the floor-flushing didn't get out here till the 1800s in our country, but they, was, they were bad people. Why are you doing this? He sees through, there, through it immediately, and he calls them, well, yeah, he calls them hypocrites. That's what he calls them. Well, bring me a coin. What do you see on that coin? Whose face is on that coin? And what are the words that are inscribed there? And they told him. And he said, well, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar and to God the things that are God's. A very straightforward, utilitarian answer. Something like Solomon, when he was uh, approached by the two women over the, the, uh, whose baby the, 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 they had there. And uh, after thinking about it a little while, Solomon says, bring a sword and we'll cut the baby in half and you can each have half. Well, the mother immediately spoke up and said, don't, 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 don't do that. Let the other woman have it. Well, it's that kind of acerbic logic that he is, he is employing here in this situation. And there's something that's to be said to, for the way in which this passage ends. And when they had heard these words, they marveled, according to this translation, and left him and went their way. These people, you know, first of all, I should have said, uh, the, the, the Herodians and the Zealots were basically natural enemies. And when they went away, I can hear them think, well, tell the old man down there at the, at the, at the office that we did as good as we can and uh, let it go at that. Let's get out of here while we're, we're, while we're ahead. And they were kind of chuckling, I'm sure, under their, under their breath as they left. And you can bet that this chief priest was sitting around the corner listening to see what was going to happen there. Quite a simple answer. But is it indeed that simple? As Jane said, this past week, 
I got a little bit of a notice in the mail, and that notice says, you owe $2,322. Wouldn't it be good to have a kind of a Clive and Bundy attitude there? You know, Clive and Bundy is this cowboy out in, in, in uh, Nevada that uh, is running his cattle out there on the desert and uh, not paying any grazing fees. And then feeling so righteous about it, I don't owe anything for this. I, he enlists a bunch of, of uh, militia and uh, has a showdown with the BLM. Well, all I can say about the $2,322 is that it has to be paid. And it will be paid all by it grudgingly and wishing that uh, it would pay itself. And I also try to tithe, giving to God that which is God's. I support five institutions that I believe are doing the Lord's work, and more than that, probably. This church, the Evergreen Association, that's why we have a representative here, Linfield College, where I went to school, the Seminary of the West, where I studied biblical studies and all the rest of that, and the Habitat for Humanity. And uh, there's a miscellaneous bunch of things like the VFW and the Men's Choir of Salt Lake City. But I also have to say that I write that check or those checks first. Might be the, at the chagrin of my wife, but I do. I pay Caesar, but I give to the Lord. It's an attitudinal thing. You know, I pay grudgingly because I feel like I pay Caesar too damn much. But when I give to the Lord, I wish I could do more. We had a lady in the Second Baptist Church of Los Angeles who uh, had, uh, she, was, she was a kind of a bag lady. She uh, would go down past the church pushing a shopping cart and she went down on Central Avenue down there and she had a little uh, place there where she could meet people and so forth and so on. And she gathered clothing and, uh, and uh, rags and uh, papers and all kinds of things like this that uh, would uh, yield a little, bit of, um, a little bit of money. Well, Emma Murphy was her name, and what a wonderful, wonderful Christian lady she was. On one occasion, just before I came here to Salt Lake City first in the 70s, uh, we took a tour, took a bunch of the young people from Los Angeles to, on a trip to, to Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, <clears throat> we raised money wherever we could and got, enough, got together enough, so 47 of these young people went with adults and so forth. And it was, uh, we looked look forward to it. Emma Murphy came to me just before we were ready to leave. She had two things that she wanted to give me. 
She gave me a great big basket of chicken that we could, we could eat on the bus. And she gave me a, a check for, or, or cash rather, $50. And she says, Pastor, I wish it was more because I, I know how much this trip is going to mean to these young children. Now let me tell you just a little thing that I observed when I was ministering there in Los Angeles. And that is that very often those freeways crisscross the ghetto. Those freeways are there, but they're not for us. And you should have seen the faces of these young children, not young children, they were teenagers basically, when they got up on the, the freeway that runs through their neighborhoods and headed on out I-5 to go to Vancouver. When I had my 50th anniversary, when you had it for me, I got a number of cards and from those people that were on that and how much they enjoyed what we did there and how much that that trip meant to them. I wish I could have done more, Emma says. Paul said, we must be obedient to those in authority. Martin Luther put it another way. He said, we are citizens of two realms, the spiritual realm and the, and the earthly realm. And we must negotiate between those realms. Jesus, while being from the heavenly realm, submitted to death on the cross, a cross that was manipulated and brought about and carried out by the Roman Empire, said, not my will, but thine be done. I simply want to say that they can take your, your life, but they cannot take your soul. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, into thy hands I commend my spirit. In another place, it says, be aware for those who can take your life, but know very well that they cannot take your soul. Yes, indeed, we do live in those realms, and we must have divine insight into how we pay Caesar and what we give to the Lord in love. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, this day you've made and given it to us to rejoice in, to be glad in. And indeed, with all of the ebb and flow and all of the things that have come about in recent weeks that just cause us great concern, we know, O oh God, that you are there 
and that you require most of, of all from us our love and devotion. And so while we, we give to Caesar our taxes, we give you our love and our devotion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>